Welcome to another edition of It's All Relative. I'm Josh. I'm Sarah. And today we are joined by a special guest who's going to be sharing an emotional and personal experience that very much relates to the controversial topic that has fractured and split our country currently. We're talking abortions, adoptions, and choices. You guys do not want to miss this one. So press play, turn it up, and get ready for an all-new episode right here on the It's All Relative podcast. So what's good, Sarah? Not too much. Not too much. Same old shit, you know. Nice. Happy 4th of July weekend. Yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to the extra day. But uh, yes, happy birthday, America. Even though I uh, I know it's not... There's a bunch of posts going around saying it's not worth celebrating, which I have mixed opinions about, but I get it. At the same time, that I, opinion is there, so... I get it, too. Do you have an opinion that you want to share, or... I mean, about that, yeah. I, I just see it from both ways. You know, everybody, I mean, we're Americans. It's, there's nothing wrong with being proud of that. But right now it is a little, it's iffy just because of the uh, the energy in the air, because of everything that's been going on, you know? So. Right. Yeah, um, I uh, I agree. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, another tough topic or subject yeah whatever, you know but. go watch some fireworks have a few drinks be safe but right i mean it's that's a pretty much what it is it's not really much more than that this year i, I kind of right so um then i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut no you no you're good um you know what i saw this past week i saw that um r kelly Mm-hmm. Right, was uh, sentenced to 30 years in prison. Really? On federal racketeering and sex trafficking oh, charges. No good. Yeah, no good. So, are you familiar with who he is? Um, not like super, super familiar. Like, I know a few of the. I couldn't even name any songs, but. Okay, so you do honestly. know he's he's a musician. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Like, I can like um, picture it, and if I heard it, I'd know, but. Yeah, this was definitely prob- couldn't call myself a fan. <laughs> right, this was probably before your time, but um, one of his classic songs, uh, which you may have heard now, but uh, I believe I can fly. Yes, yes, okay. yes, of course. He also had uh, World's Greatest um, and uh, Ignition. Yep, yep, of course. Uh, Ignition, I yes. He also had a uh, a pretty good song with uh, what's his face. Uh, with Jeezy, uh, called oh, Go Getter. Yes, yeah. yes. But um, but this man was uh, and is a predator. All right. I was and about to say Jeezy is also a questionable guy, but <laughs> but no. Um, in regards to R. Kelly, though, uh, I'll right. keep it real. He was talented, or is yeah. talented, right? Yep, yep. Um, but he's a scumbag, and uh, he's made the list with uh. Harvey Weinstein, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Who's another talented scumbag. Yep, yep. Um, but let's move on. Uh, Sarah, give the fans what they want to hear. Uh, what is the fact of the week? So I used to enjoy dyeing my hair so much. I have had my hair just about every single color of the rainbow. And um, it started probably when I was like 12 years old, did some blonde highlights. And then somewhere, I believe in the eighth grade, I got my hands on some purple hair dye. Mm-hmm. Still had those bleach highlights. They were going out a little bit. Put purple in my hair, and that was the beginning of the end. I dyed my hair up until, like, crazy colors up until probably about junior year, sophomore year of high school. And then the craziest color I did was red, which really isn't that crazy, honestly. Yeah, so it's kind of my favorite, but... You do, like, the bright, like, pink or Oh, yeah, I had or... I had my whole head pink and purple at one point. I had my bangs blue at one point, which ultimately faded to green. Um, (laughs) uh, Orange, I've ended up with, again, just from fading and stuff like that. Because when you dye your hair so much, you just kind of got to rock that faded out color for a minute to allow your hair to breathe. Right. But recently, I've decided I'm going to leave my hair alone. It's going to grow out. and I'm not going to dye it. I'm just going to let it do its thing. And we're going to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Because I don't really remember what my natural hair color is like anymore. Really? Yeah. And I'm kind of curious to know. (laughs) Um, Do you remember any wild reactions that you had gotten with uh with some of your loud color hairs anyone ever talk some shit or oh of course well i just got bullied a lot in general so like that probably (laughs) just made me stand out even more and it probably didn't help my case but honestly the color in my hair Mm -hmm. it was always something um i was that girl on youtube watching the tutorials thinking that i'm hot shit and i would always do it myself Mm -hmm. 
And a good like 90% of the time, 95% of the time, it would come out exactly the way that I wanted it to. And if it didn't come out exactly the way I wanted wanted it to, it would still work out and look good. Nice. Like the pink and purple hair, it, I think it was all supposed to be purple, but my bangs ended up pink because I it was right after I dyed my bangs blue. Mm. So the colors and yeah, yeah, that's a lot of fun. But yeah. Awesome. Um, you ready to get our guest on? Yes. All right. Let's our do it. guest today will be helping us discuss the overturning of Roe vs. Wade and the implications it carries, as well as look from the opposite side and the possible positives. Ladies and gentlemen, Lutina Davis. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, guys. You're welcome. Very welcome. Yes, thanks for agreeing to come on It's All Relative. Of course. It's definitely an important topic to talk about. I agree, Sarah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, uh, today's show is going to be a little heavy. Um, In our last episode, we did quickly hear uh, from you, Sarah. About yep. the whole overturning of Roe vs. Wade. Yep, yep. Um, but today we're going to get a lot deeper uh, and a lot more personal, okay? Yes. So uh, before we start, I, I do want to ask our fans and listeners to listen with open minds, okay? Uh, we are not saying one side is correct and the other is wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Uh, nor are we trying to convince anyone to agree with our opinions, no. uh, with nope. what is shared today. Uh, We are just asking for those who listen to put yourself in some of the issues from both sides uh, that we're going to be talking about and uh, ask yourself uh, what you would do if you were in one of these situations. Right. You need to sympathize with the people who are affected by this because it's serious, it's real, and it's it's definitely not something to argue about or – and it's not political either, which I'm kind of getting tired of. It's it's personal. It's not political. So that's – it needs to – it's, you know – Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Lutina, before we get too deep into it, uh, can you quickly talk to us about some of the emotions that you felt as a woman, all right, when you had heard about the new laws pertaining to abortions? Well, as a woman, it's definitely a huge setback from as far as we have had to fight to come. And as a woman of color, mm-hmm. it makes me sympathize on a whole different level because the people most affected by this are mainly women in poverty and women who cannot regularly access safe health care, let alone health care in a situation where their lives may be in danger. So I think it's very scary mm-hmm. and unfortunate that women have to still beg and fight to just be able to do as they please for whatever reason they choose to or need to. Well put. Yes. Sarah, uh, you want to add anything to that? Uh, Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I think that it is the concept of just taking, having that choice being taken away. And like she said, you know, women who are just less fortunate in general are going to be affected. And um, there's a lot of situations where I know religion can come into play, too. Mm-hmm. I couldn't give specifics, but I know that a lot of religions, you know, you get pregnant, you're carrying that baby to term. Or mm-hmm. you get pregnant, you know, God forbid, they don't want you to be pregnant, but they're too ashamed to take you to a doctor or something like that. And mm-hmm. then that's when at-home procedures come into play and stuff like that. And it gets really dangerous. Women are going to die from it. Women have already started dying from it. Yeah, I I mean I'm sure um, you uh, are you guys kind of a little personal, but either of you familiar or have anybody that you know who have may have um, tried at home abortions? Yes. Yeah. Way back when I heard a story, my aunt she had gotten pregnant very young, eighteen, nineteen, and my grandmother decided that nope. This wasn't going to happen, and for she never was able to have children after that. So she was mm-hmm. deeply, deeply affected by it. Yeah, permanent damage. You know, because it doesn't make it go away. It just makes it unsafe and makes people feel ashamed of yep. a medical procedure. Yep. And, you know, there are situations as well where if you're in a, an abusive relationship, you never know what that partner is going to do to try to terminate that pregnancy as well. And it's just... Correct. Yeah. Or going back to R. Kelly, he was mm-hmm. a sex trafficker. Mm-hmm. Imagine yep. one of those little girls getting pregnant and being told that they have to carry this baby that they were forced into 
probably taken away from their lives, pushed to strangers, and now have a child from the yep. whole cycle. Right. Yep. Well, that, that that's a great point. Probably unaware of whose child it is, too, at that mm-hmm. point. Right. Well, so let's uh, then let's touch on both sides here. All right. So mm-hmm. let's list um, some reasons why women get abortions. All right. We'll list a few that we can think of and. Let's uh let's talk about it. Uh, do we agree with it or do we disagree? Um, you guys have any off the top of your head, or I got a few written down that we can go off of real quick. But um, I mean, uh, you know, you guys I mean, are there's women. There's the obvious so. ones, but yeah, just read off your. <laughs> go no, ahead. I don't I mean, feel like there's any obvious reason why a woman gets an abortion. I feel like everyone really has their own set reason to do it. Right. I mean, in know? general, as far as rape, medical reasons, yeah. so on and so forth. Okay. Well, that's very the, general. That's the first one. Yes. Let's, let's hit that one. Very, so, very general. Victims of rape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reason why uh, a woman would get an abortion. Absolutely. Right? Uh, you guys agree with it, or you disagree? Agree. Agree. Okay. Um, what about a victim of incest? Agree. Agree. Okay. Uh, you had touched, Sarah, uh, abusive relationships. Yep, yep. Um, let's talk a little about or define abusive, all right? Because, I mean, we're going to sum it all up together, like physically and mentally abusive, or... Uh, Abuse is abuse, absolutely. So, a woman who uh, gets pregnant, who is in uh, an abusive relationship, and she gets an abortion. You agree with that, or you disagree? It, I think it, it, like she said, it's so different for every woman. Woman, You know, some women are in a position where they have enough money stowed away where they can leave his ass and go and have this baby without a problem and live with some family off in another state somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she would carry that child to term. But there's some women who know that their abusive partner, you know, mentally, emotionally manipulated her into not using protection because it would feel better for him. So went ahead, planted his seed in her. And now he's mad that she's pregnant and she can't get away. So again, he could beat her until the baby loses, you know, its heartbeat. He mm-hmm. could simply just take her life. Yeah. And. The abuse can also come sexually as well, so it could yes. have completely not even been a wanted action in any way, shape, or form. So if she feels like this baby could be born into an abusive cycle, mm-hmm. her life is continuously in danger if she carries this child to term, right. then for her safety, she deserves to be able to go yes. receive help. Okay. So then you guys agree. pretty much agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about women who aren't ready to be mothers simply let's say um age or just uh where they're at in life it's you know it would be tough now do you agree with this or not i'm pretty torn on that one i'm like half and half because it you know it's one thing again if this young woman was raped then absolutely if this young woman uh it's something about incest absolutely this young woman is in an abusive relationship, like we just explained, absolutely. But if this young woman consensually chose to have sex yeah. without protection, yeah. without you know knowing what was happening, both people were aware, and you get pregnant, mm-hmm. you better figure out what to do. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because you're well aware of what you're doing. It was consensual. You better figure it out. Okay. Agreed. You should not just openly... Abortion not is not birth control. Yeah. <laughs> Not be aware of the things, even if you are on regular birth control, because you know, yeah, people still get pregnant. Nothing on is 100 percent exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I have a nine year old to prove that. Well, like, let's <laughs> let's you know? let's talk about that real quick. What if um, a woman is on birth control and she's and it fails and she still ends up getting pregnant? Then yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, she clearly had no intentions of having a baby, and that's kind of, I guess, up to. You know, some people have the view that it's not really up to the male partner, but again, that depends on the relationship. Um, ultimately, I would if it's a good relationship, she would take his opinion into um, into thought a lot more than if it was abusive, obviously. For sure. Um, and I think that that's something where if it happens, it happens, and some couples decide, hey, let's go with it, and some couples decide, absolutely not, we can't do it, we can't afford it, it's not a good life, this, that, or the third. 
Correct. It's just so different for every well, single. Yeah. Well, because birth know? control, it alters a woman's body in and of itself. So if Ooh, a woman yeah. is regularly taking a pill to stop regular cycles and all that, or mm-hmm. putting a foreign object into their body to try to prevent a pregnancy and yeah. it happens, clearly she did not want to get pregnant. So then right. she deserves the right that, you know, she knew that she wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. She did everything she needed to to try to prevent it. And sometimes things happen. So she definitely deserves the right to go and make her own choice. And, you know, I think that's also on a male, too. Just because a female's on birth control, you got to be careful. Some things affect yep. birth control, alcohol, other medications, yep. this, that, and the third. You have to be careful. And it's just, especially now, as partners, you need to be very, very courteous and very... Um, communicate. Yes, communicate. And just fucking wear protection like that i can't stress that enough because that girl is going to be put in a shitty situation pretty much no matter what because here's the thing like if you force her to have the baby okay so now this judge gets to tell this man that he doesn't have to help even though she didn't want it so now a judge has told her she has to have it a judge has told her that the father doesn't have to help and now a judge tells her that she can't receive any type of help because she doesn't qualify because it was mm-hmm. her choice to have the baby. So why do you need our help now? Right. But at any point, she never really had a choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like everything is forced. Yeah. Now, yeah. Right. That's the thing. Um, what about if a, if the baby dies in the womb? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. Now what about, um, Brain damage or Down syndrome or other forms of physical issues? Uh, I think that varies because I've also seen quite a few miracle stories where doctors have said where that's the case, but the baby comes out and is, quote unquote, I don't mean to offend anyone by this, is normal um, or not what they thought it would be based off of what they saw in the womb. Um and sometimes it is to the point where, you know, vital organs hadn't developed or their brain stem didn't develop or their brain didn't develop or their skull is concaved in. Something like that, you know, something majorly threatening to their quality of life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if there's a chance that you'll just have to have a baby just to watch it die minutes later, that mm-hmm. doesn't seem fair at all. But you're right. There yeah. are miracle stories. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people That's hardly have the choice. means to take care of themselves. A and big, a special big needs child requires much, much more medical health access mm-hmm. that seems to be getting changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about if the mother who's having the child is put in the position or told that um, if she's going to have this baby, she's going to die? You know what I'm saying? What if there's some kind of health issue like that? So now you have to make a choice or the husband or whoever's involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, save the child or the that, mother. That's always hard because it depends. Is she that's, already a mother to other children? Yeah. Or is it that, you know, this is the only chance that you're going to get? So a lot of women do choose to say, hey, like live through us, through our child together, you know, like mm-hmm. they make those decisions but if they are already if they already have living breathing children in this world then they deserve to stay for them because they need their mother more than right another baby does and her life is more important yeah i would i would agree with that yeah i don't know i'm pretty torn about that because um what you had mentioned latina um the mothers who basically give it up for themselves you know to let the baby live that's fucking tough man and i don't know like if let's say me as a husband if my wife were in that position um i don't know if i would uh be cool with that decision you know of of the mother letting go you know what i'm saying just to save the child so that's where your communication is always key with that but mm-hmm. that's where it goes back to the point where she has the right to make the choice for her own body. Correct. And that's why you guys, that's why before even journeying down that path should have open communication. So that way, if and when something tragic like that happens, you're not making decisions in the moment. Yeah, in the fly, in the emotion. like that. So as hard as it is to talk about, it's things that need to be laid out before you Pregnancy take steps is fucking dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, and most of the time, women and people do talk about it. And mm-hmm. when they're ready, they're ready. So if they feel the need that abortion is their safest and best option, then they should be allowed to right. exercise that right. Okay. Um, can you guys think of any other reasons why women would get an abortion? You know, sometimes women just really, like, aren't ready. Yeah. So, there's really, and it's not really our place or, like, you know, to right. ask them why, but so it's it's always, it's so difficult because you can't really ever lay out exact reasons. Yeah. And every situation is just so separate. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of it is financial strain and, you know, and I see that as well. And it's just, like she said, it's so different for everybody. And I think that there's also been a lot of talk about foster care and adoption agencies and whatnot and how they aren't properly funded or regulated. And, you know, one point that I kind of noticed, especially since this has been overturned, is a lot of these celebrities, you know, you've got singers, songwriters, actors, actresses, beauty gurus, YouTube and TikTok stars, talk show hosts, random bitches like the Kardashians who got famous. All of these people with millions and millions and millions of dollars that they've got nothing to do with. If each of them were to just donate a little bit of their fortune to that, to foster care, adoption, adoption agencies and whatnot, it could make the world of difference. And if a woman who's not ready would still like to bring that child, you know, uh, into this earth and isn't ready for her, wants to put her up for adoption, at least she can know that she'll be well taken care of. But, you know, all these celebrities have no problem chirping up about this, but not sharing their fortune for shit. You're 100% right. Uh, I agree. It was, uh, I mean, I'm sure maybe uh, there are a few people out there that do uh you know maybe donate or help but you're absolutely correct if every people in such a high status with that much money if they it would make a big difference although it does make me think this is this is kind of something completely different but um i'd seen a bunch you guys remember when hurricane katrina happened yeah somewhat yeah and the world jumped and supported uh, Louisiana yep, and yep. and the victims of that horrific hurricane but you saw like a bunch of like um, you know famous people and whatnot trying to donate money and mm-hmm. whatnot and and the what is it the blue cross or the the red cross or yeah what, yeah I don't red cross red might not be right. Yeah, I, I don't remember but um a very very way, good organization. <laughs> yeah, my fault. Um but I had seen a bunch of interviews, you know, about people who were actually there, at like Ground Zero at that spot, mm-hmm. went through that shit, had uh, have ties within the communities, and they had basically said um, that they don't know, like they don't know why people had donated money and, and done that because Louisiana and whatnot, they they ain't seen none of that money, <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? So right. I don't know. Some, I mean, that's a bigger topic and whatnot for a different time. It, it, it's a Makes you skeptical yeah. to yeah. where you're donating and, you know, things like that. And then with the adoption and everything, I don't know if you knew, but you need to also have the male partner's consent to give your child up for adoption. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So if he does not want to care for said child, he also has the right to not sign away his rights. So right. even if you do want to do the right thing, most women who do end up leaving their children at fire departments, they literally have like doors, safe doors. So yep, that way they yep, can, and it those. sounds an alarm and someone goes to know that to collect the baby. There's no questions asked because the father will not sign away his rights and also give her the right to be rid of the child that she wanted to birth and give a chance, but knew that she could not provide that chance. He also gets to tell her, nope. You still have to keep the baby. Absolutely. So that makes adoption and stuff like that a little bit harder than thought. So women end up potentially abandoning their baby in a safe spot. Mm -hmm. So it's fortunate that with all of this change that there are safe spaces like that where babies can go to get a chance. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I have a family member who was born out of wedlock. Uh, My grandmother's pregnant with her and she, nobody could know. And she was put up for adoption, got adopted, and my mom only found out she had a sister about 16 or 17 years ago. There you go, right? It's amazing how that happens. Yeah. 
That is wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Another fun fact. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's, uh, all right, let's, let's flip the coin now, okay? Um, pro-lifers, okay? <laughs> Reasons why uh, not to. He's a 10, to. but he's a pro-lifer. <laughs> <laughs> Reasons why not to, okay? Um, can you guys think of any? Like, well, some of the reasons why, why pro-lifers are so against abortions. Religion. Religion. Lifestyle. Sure. Family support. Mm-hmm. You know, because their family would not support them in choosing that. Right. Okay, well. Some people really feel like that every living being deserves to have a fading chance. Like, it's ingrained into them right even rape and incest situations which absolutely makes me sick to my stomach to think about by the way forcing somebody to carry a child like that to term is just it's not fair to the child it's not fair to the mother it's just not once again that's super rough and and, you know that's that's a very tough that that one to me when we went over the list and whatnot of reasons why uh women get abortions and whatnot um, whether you agree or disagree with abortions, um, that one is the toughest pill, I feel like, to Just swallow. Absolutely. Because yeah. um, it's fucking horrible. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm sorry, but religion is a big culprit with that. A huge culprit. Mm-hmm. You want to... You want to expand on that? I, I don't really know specifics, but, you know, I've just... Everywhere I go on my phone, it is just about Roe versus Wade. There's people talking on the streets about Roe versus Wade. And I have only ever heard about that pro-life shit from women, um, Amish women, and as well as just... Um, I don't know how to describe it. People, like in church attire, whatever. I don't want to say priest swear because it wasn't a priest, but... Like Catholics, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, potentially. Let's 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 see if you guys agree or disagree with this. You did touch a little on this, or you, you kind of had mentioned this, Lutina. But um, pro-lifers say that a fetus is a human being from the moment of conception. Okay, so because a fetus is a human being, it too has a right to live. You guys agree or disagree with that statement? No, disagree. I do think that as soon as a woman figures finds out that she's pregnant and if it's a situation where she just she knows that she cannot have that baby for whatever reason it might be that it is extremely important to get the abortion as soon as possible. And I know it's not I say that like it's an easy process. It's not. And it's scary and it's emotional and it's a lot. And especially if you have to go through it alone or keep it a secret, you know, all these factors that can come into play. But um yeah, no, not not from the moment of conception, absolutely not. Babies aren't even viable to live outside of the womb until upwards of 20 weeks or more. Right. So, I mean, if a baby born at 15, 17 weeks cannot survive, how does just a simple blip or semi-heartbeat decide that that is a full human? It's not. Right. Especially, again, if certain organs hadn't developed all these other factors that can come in okay let me ask you both though a quick question real quick about um what are some of the um effects or long-term effects of of the whole abortion procedure um very very painful cramping and blood loss a lot of blood loss because Mm -hmm. you essentially have to past the placenta and all the other stuff that was forming in order to cradle and take care of the fetus. And depending on how far you are, sometimes you actually have to still go through the birth of the baby in order to abort it because you were too far along to get a DNC or any kind of like put you to sleep and, you know, abortion. So sometimes women do have to actually pass the fetus, and mm-hmm. that mentally is something that is so mind and life changing. And it just, your body is just empty, and like, you know, and I mean, afterwards too, like your body was getting ready to prepare milk and all that stuff. So after an abortion, it's still like you're going through all the after effects too. So it's yeah, yeah. months of your hormones and everything regulating and sometimes years sometimes women's periods don't regularly cycle again until years after that so it's a huge decision and not one that is made lightly Mm. most of the time i'm not very familiar with them um myself so if you don't mind me asking um 
when oh fuck the fucking question just went right out of my Hey, you good. You good. Let me um let me ask you then real quick though, Lutina, because you had mentioned also um a little while back that um sometimes when you get an abortion or whatnot, um it may cut your chances of ever being able to have a child again. That correct. was my question. <laughs> I just remembered yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know you mentioned at home procedures definitely mm-hmm. had that effect and I was aware of that, but even medical medically, you know, performed. Yeah. Correct, because, well. yeah, because once a fetus is expelled and, like, your body goes through all that, like, you know, you expel eggs and things like mm-hmm. that, so, like, your chance drops every time that happens because, you know, so when it's right. made not so lightly and for any other reason, because regardless of the word abortion, it is a medical procedure, and right. medical procedures go wrong, no matter how well it is being done no matter the highest trained professional, sometimes your body just doesn't react appropriately to a medical procedure like everyone else's did. Right. So every time you go and choose to get essentially some sort of surgery, you always risk altering your body and mm-hmm. the chance to be able to do, like even if you broke your arm and you had to get a, a plate put in, it, you risk the chance of being able to use your arm the same way. It works right. the same way for your uterus. Yep, yep. All right, um... Pro-lifers, let's get back to that real quick. They believe an abortion is murder. Agree or disagree? Disagree. disagree. Okay. You guys want to expand it all or no? Mm. No? No, I think okay. we've had enough examples of like real-life murders <laughs> through school shootings and stabbings okay. and, you know, murders and mm-hmm. homicides and suicides. I think that that classifies as Women murder. who aren't allowed to get abortions, so their partners kill them. Yeah. Actual yeah. murders. So. That's fucked up. Yeah, well, that happens. How, that is that's, fucked up. That's but what that we're saying the about the domestic of abuse. Happening. Yeah, that is the reality of what is happening. Damn. Yeah. Um, okay. So then, agree or disagree? All human life is equal. It's not a. If you're referring to their version of life since conception. No. Okay. If you're referring to life as after 20 weeks when they're considered a quote-unquote human, sure. And that's when the conversation comes in of how are we going to take care of this special needs child? Is it worth it? Can this child even sustain a good quality of life? Well, everything we just, you know, had just said previously, mm-hmm. it depends on the situation. Correct. But, okay. yeah. Um, pro-lifers, they suggest other options or quote-unquote choices. Okay, in, instead of abortions, mm-hmm. uh, can you guys think of any? I know we did mention a few, but uh, yeah, the you, adoption mm-hmm. and you know foster care agencies and selfish fucking celebrities no, don't share their fortunes. Well, what are your guys' opinions? Give me your thoughts and uh, opinions about both the foster homes and adoptions. I think that the whole foster care system is a little turned inside out mm-hmm. because you know. They don't, the kids aren't always in the safest situations. Correct. And a lot of times you see people just, you know, putting kids in their homes so that way they can collect a check. Right. But then I do know a girl I went to high school with, she was adopted and her parents had 13 adopted children and fostered kids throughout all elementary school, like every Mm -hmm. kind of kid in every kind of situation. Sometimes they went home because, you know, their parents were trying to get clean for themselves Sometimes they didn't have anywhere else to go, but they were teenagers, so no one really wants a rough-around-the-edged teenager. So it's hard, and it's so much money to adopt children. Yes. It's like the higher the cost, the younger they are, and Mm -hmm. unfortunately— Which is sick, by the way. Yeah, like you are literally auctioning off children or buying children while someone is pregnant. It's like, hey, are you going to pay me the most money to adopt my child? Like It's insane, so it's not always the best situation. Okay, what about, um, did those children that you were referring to, the girl that you went to high school with, did they, they flourish in that system? Oh, yeah. yeah, she's going to school to be a doctor, like, one of her other sisters just had a baby, she's like 25, so mm-hmm. they are very successful and doing great things for themselves because they had a very supportive foster family mm-hmm. and adoptive parents, but not everyone gets that situation, so, right. and then, you know, on the flip side, I know a guy, he ended up, you know, just bouncing from home to home and eventually on the streets by the time he was 17. And, you know, he his parents were at continuous addicts. So, 
he would when he was able to go home, he would go home, but they would just use together and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. the foster care system is not always the best for some. Right. I agree. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it is a matter of money. How much money do you have in your pocket? And it's sad that our country specifically is so revolved around money. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dirty game. Um, and it's unfortunate that uh, a lot of these real-life issues, they kind of fall into the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, it evolves so much around money that even in, like, Texas, it's... You get $10,000 rewards for turning in people who are trying to get abortions or, you know, talking about mm-hmm. it, doctors are practicing. To be yeah. a fucking snitch, yeah. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, like, the incentives of money and people just not minding their own business, I mean, it all goes hand in hand. Shame on you, Texas, yeah. for uh, yeah. encouraging snitching. That's, yeah. that's I, It's insane, right? It's absolutely like, insane. And, and I, like, know, I know sorry. you have to be skeptical about everything that you read, but, like, when you read yeah. and fact check and do, like, your articles and stuff like that, I mean, when you see it over and over and over again, at some point you have to be like, man, like, this is really happening, happening around yeah. the world. Absolutely. And it's just sickening how much money rules everything. baby buying everything and i know that there's got to be some people listening to this or you know and it's been an opinion or a phrase i've heard thrown around a bunch it's it's not going away it's being regulated that's for some states majority of states are just banning it and like she said you know there's going to be financial rewards and you know if you go out of your uh red state to go into a blue state get an abortion and come back you can be fined and thrown into jail and all this shit and it's just... This is getting a little crazy. Yeah, it's... Yeah. This what's is happening. what's happening. And I'm going to be real. They chose the wrong generation to fuck with because these these protests and whatnot, you know what? If I had the balls to be out there, I would. But I, I just... Mm-hmm. I honestly don't because... But... I, I'm not willing to get arrested as We've been protesting this for years. Centuries. Right. Like, they mm-hmm. were... Right. You know, decades. Yeah. Like, they like have you, been... This has been a tried and true fight already. Absolutely. Like these are people like already like overturning the fights that we have already had, the mm-hmm. things that we've already been protesting. Mm-hmm. Why are we still standing in the streets screaming equality for women? Right. Exactly. Like you said in the beginning, it's been a constant fight and the fact that we still have to is absurd and it's just like why why are we going back in time? For what? What did anyone get out of that? All right. You know? Yeah. Um, let's take a quick break, okay? And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about a few personal experiences involving these matters, so you guys do not want to miss it. Make sure you come back with us right here on the It's All Relative podcast. Welcome back to It's All Relative. Still with us in studio, Lutina Davis. Now, Lutina, you have a very compelling story. Can you share with us the experience that you were faced with? Of course. So, I remember the day because it was very, like, karma almost, like... You know, 11, uh, 7, 17. I was 17 weeks pregnant. And I was high risk the whole time. So, you know, I was told to take it easy and stuff. But when I went in that day, you know, normally at that time you get to, like, start finding out the gender and things like that. But when I went in, I was told that my water had previously broken. So over, like, the past week I had leaked all my amniotic sac and fluid out. Mm-hmm. So now there was no longer enough amniotic fluid in my body to sustain the baby. Wow. So at that time, they do not have lungs. And without the amniotic fluid, they are unable to continue to grow and produce the lungs and all of that. So <clears throat> when I went in, it was hard because there was still a heartbeat. So when you hear the heartbeat, of course, but then see the ultrasound of no water or fluid or anything, and then the doctor is the longest like hour and fifteen minutes of my life waiting for the actual doctor to come in and like confirm that. 
So she had let me know what the situation was. And I had the option to go straight across the road to the hospital and get what was considered an abortion because there was still a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, it was too far along to have a DNC, so it was a birth abortion for what you will. But nonetheless, it was an abortion. And I think when people hear the word abortion, they think, you know, just like regulating birth control in some way. But it's an actual medical procedure. Yes. That saves people's lives. Right. So she had told me that, you know, or if you need to go home for a couple days and process. But if I had chosen to go home, the possibility of the fetus dying in my body could turn my whole body septic and then therefore make me very ill to the point where it was just a medical procedure and it was like an emergency medical procedure. Mm-hmm. Right. And allowing it to get to that place could mean having to get a hysterectomy, like never being able to have children again. So, mm-hmm. you know, with that decision, I called my very supportive sister-in-law and she came. Shout out. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. And she came and, you know, I decided to go to the hospital and have what was considered a medically needed abortion so that way I could save my life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, that was very hard to mentally wrap around. Right. Uh, can you, do you remember some of the emotions that you were feeling during Oh, this? it was very sad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in some way, the relationship I was in was kind of controlling in a way. So part of like the mental mind that I was in, it was just like shock because I had been doing everything appropriately. I stopped working. I was staying home. I was making sure not to do so much. So it's like I didn't understand how it happened and how I hadn't noticed it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so it was very much like I thought I was coming here to find out the sex of my baby. They put the ultrasound on and you hear the heartbeat, but then they tell you something is wrong and you have to talk to the doctor. Mm-hmm. So it's all just one thing after the last, after the, like, it's just so emotional. So Roller everything coaster. was just empty. It felt mm-hmm. empty. I felt like I had failed because then I, I also had a son who at the time was five years old. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, what am I going to do for him? Where Right. I have to get him taken care of. If he's at school right now, he's got to go home, get picked up from preschool, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, And then it's like making this decision was very hard because also like the insurance sees it as a like luxury procedure, like something that you're choosing. Yeah. But if I had chosen to wait until my life was at risk, then the insurance would have covered it. But because I did not, it was a chosen elective procedure, mm-hmm. I have an outstanding hospital bill because it right. was an elected procedure. Because you how, chose to save your life. Yeah, yeah, for the son that I already had and the family that I wanted to go home to. Exactly. So it was very hard and difficult. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I was in and out in 24 hours. So that's also rush. wild as well mm-hmm. that they didn't keep you longer after that well there was no need to everything was all said right. and done and i can so. understand you probably definitely wanted to be home yeah at mean, that point they had told me i could go home part mentally i wasn't ready to leave because you know i did have to birth my baby so yep. you know yep. the baby mm-hmm. was born the size of my hand mm-hmm. and it's like you know you leave without your baby right that's not okay heartbreaking no. yeah that's so yeah. heartbreaking and, you know, but I had one nurse, I, I can't for the life of me remember her name. She was just so great and supportive because my partner at the time was not. Mm-hmm. And my sister-in-law was taking care of my son. So, you know, this one nurse, I wish I wish I could remember her name, but uh-huh. I'll never forget her face, you know. Right, so right. She was so great through it all. Like, she was so great. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I had never even gone through a natural birth. And for what you will... That's what it was, but like a forced natural birth, so it's considered an abortion. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's very important that women get to keep the chance to choose because Mm -hmm. if I had been forced now, I could one have not lived. Like septic is very serious. Yeah, absolutely. And could well and then to compare it, could you imagine being septic and having to wait to get a procedure because you have to talk to a judge or a lawyer to make sure that you're Mm -hmm. not going to lose your medical license. Right. That's what's happening with abortions. Right. So in that moment, if the doctor 
had had to wait. What could have happened to me in that time? Like, because even mentally, not even just physically, like Mm -hmm. mentally knowing that like your child is dying and at any moment you can become so sick. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people see abortions as selfish, but, you know, in this case, I think that your decision was extremely selfless because that child wasn't, there was no quality there. There was, you knew Mm. that there was no chance of the lungs developing and you did what you had to do again for your son, for the people around you. And that's exactly what women need to have the chance to do if they need to. Correct. And fortunately, you know, there's a handful of states that is keeping that right in place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're choosing with circumstances to have women be able to get this life-saving procedure. You know, because there's other things too, you know, born in fallopian tubes. So if you allow that pregnancy to continue, all you're doing is damaging everything further. So Mm -hmm. therefore, like sterilizing her forever. And did she deserve to have that right taken away from her? Because her pregnancy did not implant in the proper part of her body. Right. It's it's, it's medical wild. stuff. Could you imagine going to the doctor and your appendix being ruptured and no one helping you because mm-hmm. they're not allowed to, but they're just watching you die anyway? Yeah. It's so scary. Mm-hmm. And I'm so fortunate that I got the chance to make that decision for myself. And as hard as it was, you know, it, yeah. it was needed. And, you know, I mean, you could probably say you were one of the last people to be able to fully exercise that, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, that was back in 2017. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then furthermore into it, like, you know, the baby was so small that I could not pass, like, everything on my own. I, so then they had to put, like, put knock me out. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, major surgery. Like, mm-hmm. I risked blood loss. I risked hemorrhaging. <laughs> like, it was not something made lightly just because I felt like... I was out of options. It was heavily weighed, and Mm -hmm. I deserve to make that choice, not someone telling me what to do or someone wanting so badly to help me but being so scared of their whole life getting turned upside down. Right. You know? Right. No one should tell me what I am allowed to do with my own personal body. Correct. So... It was hard, but, you know, and then that's why I was able to talk so much more about, like, the after mm-hmm. of it, because medically it was an abortion, mm-hmm. and that is a term for it, mm-hmm. even though, you know, it was a life loss and right. everything, but your body still has to go through it all. The bleeding, you know, the pain pills from all the pain, so right. now you're tired, you don't want to eat, you can hardly walk. Like, it's months. And that's only physical. Physical, yeah. yeah. So imagine, like, still having to go home and take care of your child and then take care of yourself and also take care of your partner who also also lost right. something. And He's going to be grieving if he's worth a shit. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, but he did not know how to grieve, so it was all just very, like, aggressive, and right. it, was, it was very hard, and mm-hmm. it was something very difficult to, like, go through, and... As much as, like, it wasn't the right fit, like, we stayed in it until we were able to somewhat come out of our grief and realize that it's time to, like, move on. Because he was just so caught up in the grief that mm-hmm. if it wasn't, if it didn't move on, like, I never would have been able to. But, you know, like, I got, you know, her ashes and a little urn, you know, a little tribute, a picture, like, you know, mm-hmm. so that's the way. And where my religion comes into play because that is the way I mourn and I visit and stuff like that. So people using religion as their like steadfast way to have, you know, Mm -hmm. ultimate say is just, you know, you can be religious and still need to save your life. Make a choice for yourself. Yes. You know, and so it was, it was very hard. And, you know, 17 weeks, 11, 7, 17, it just all felt so like, it's supposed to, to be yeah. like, you know, so no coincidences. So I was life. so fortunate that I was able to be able to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, talk to us real quick about when you were told about the baby's condition and and then what could happen to you. You were alone having to make this decision on what you were going to do. Yeah, I had went to the appointment by myself. That's big. Yep. So, and then what happened was, I think the ultrasound tech was trying to be kind to give me a heads up. Mm -hmm. She she was like, you know, it doesn't seem like 
everything is okay. Like, I need the doctor to come in and talk to you. But then to sit there for, like, an hour afterwards, it's almost like I just Mine's wish I was, like, racing. yeah. So, you know, and I was like, oh, no, it's fine. I heard the heartbeat. Like, the whole time. I was like, it's fine. There was a heartbeat. So, like, right, right. that mental curve to get, it was just, like, such yeah. a mind fuck. Like, I heard it. How is this even a thing that's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and uh, when you had uh, said that that was the case with the baby, I, I was kind of blown away because, you know, you see, again, social media shows all these different stories and mm-hmm. um, different scenarios with pregnancies, but I have never seen one that is like that. So yeah. did they happen to mention if that was a rare case scenario? No, or? things like that happen, like people's water break. Um, my uterus was just sitting low and it was just, that's why I was on oh, okay. bed rest and stuff like that because the like velocity and like the standing mm-hmm. so at some point i just moved a certain way it shifted and it's actually very common so wow. for the fact to be at 17 weeks and the baby still not be viable because the baby was born right and when the baby was born like she took half a breath and that was it yeah so it's like but i was also forced to go through that part of it because maybe about in 2019 they had um lengthened like the right when you can get an abortion like a little bit further for Mm -hmm. medical reasons right so Uh like 24 weeks i think they said or something like that Mm -hmm. so i was like man i wish that was an effect for me because how much simpler i feel like it would have been to be able to just fall asleep and get a procedure done instead of actually having to go through i mean it's birth trauma like Mm -hmm. everyone thinks that oh you have to bring this life into the world. It's so great. It's so glorious. It's not. Even my child who was born he- healthy, I was sick. Like, he was born a month early. I got preeclamptic. I was so young. They wanted me to give birth naturally. But after, like, the third day, my my organs started sh- shutting down. And it was time right. to, like, Damn. have a C-section. So that mm-hmm. is also a major surgery. So it's, like, yeah, not, time. like, I went through life-altering, changing stuff, like, you know, I was urinating orange. That means your your organs are shutting down. Like your kidney, nothing right. is processing anything appropriately. So mm-hmm. it was emergency surgery to get him taken out. I was in the hospital for four days from Monday, and then he was born on a Thursday. So I have done one where I went through all of that, the birthing trauma to bring my beautiful son into the world. And then, you know, to go to the other extreme of like having to choose, you know, do like... Because I could have just stayed pregnant, but the baby would have died and I would have gotten sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people, if it's a heartbeat, that's it. You right. have no choice. And it's just, that's not fair. Right. How scary. Yeah. How scary the fact that people are getting that fundamental right taken away from them. Yeah. Well, that's a very tough experience to have mm-hmm. to go through, Lutina, but um, powerful. Yeah. You know, yeah. and... Mm-hmm. And it's awesome that you're willing to share the story, too, because, yeah, you know, for sure, because I hope that there's someone that listens to it and realizes, A, they're not alone, and B, that, yeah. you know. Like, you can be one or the other. Like I right. said, like, I went through life-altering measures to make sure my one child survived, but I went through life-altering measures to make sure I survived. So mm-hmm. I've been on both sides, and it's very important that it's always important that they get the chance to choose. Yes. Because... It's not just something made lightly. It's not someone just deciding that they want to sleep with everyone that they meet in a bar and right. now right. and not take a pill or use yeah. protection, yeah. which you always should. Plan but, B, whatever it yeah, might be. But it's like that's not always the situation. When people hear abortion, that's what they think. They think picket lines and people throwing like blood at people at Planned Parenthood. It's that's not it, and it's a medical procedure that is needed, and no one should be able to tell me whether or not I can get it done. No one can tell me if I want to get, you know, a tummy tuck, you know, if I want to change anything. Why can you tell me mm-hmm. if I want to save my About life? a child yeah. that we're going to be carrying, like, that's just... And especially old men that were born in a completely different era who have no, it, it, no concept of what it is to be a woman in today's society. So that's just fucking wild as well, but... It's scary. Yeah. Yeah, well... Because if they can do this, what else is, you yeah. know... What is coming next? Because yeah. it, they're just kind of, you know, it's it's only July. We've still got just about a little under half a year to go. What else is going to happen now? Mm-hmm. But um, thank you, Lutina, for being open and willing to share that, you know. Um, I think it was extremely important for us and our listeners to hear mm-hmm. that. Um, true life example 
of being uh, faced with a difficult situation, right? And like we said, uh, I'd like to ask our listeners right now what you would have done if you were in the situation that Lutina was in. Whether what side you're on, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like you said, Lutina, you... Uh, crazy, but you have experienced both. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, I mean, if people need to hear or need to listen to somebody or something or a situation, yours is what sure. they should be listening to. You've seen both mm-hmm. sides. You've, you've experienced yes. both. Um, but, uh, like I said, once again, thank you for yes, sharing that story. Yes, thank you very much. Um, do you want to mention anything else about um, no no like I said I just think that it's amazing that she's willing to share it and you know I feel like a lot of women are ashamed of having to do what they have to do for themselves and I just don't think that they should be ashamed and this is definitely going to place too much responsibility and pressure on women just as a whole for sure yeah and even if you know they're just not ready it's their personal mm-hmm. decision. Because but in that case, you get one, listen, use protection, okay? Use it's protection one, it's one thing, you know, you get pregnant once, you're quote unquote not ready, get an abortion, okay? You better learn your lesson after yes. that because after that, it's like, all right, well. Always be willing to learn for sure. Yeah. I strongly agree with, yes. with that too. Um, I want to quickly share a, a story about two women who were also faced with life-changing decisions, okay? okay? Um, One woman found out she was pregnant, okay? But the reaction was not uh, joyous like Mm -hmm. most are when women find out, you know, that they're pregnant. Uh, Hers was more fear, uh, despair, and the obvious conclusion that uh, she did not want nor could raise a child on her own, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, she was not married and didn't really know who the father was. Mm. Okay. So she had to make a choice on what she was going to do. Uh, abortion, quote unquote, being the easiest choice. Right. And uh, or to go another route. All right. Um, then there was another woman. Okay. Who wanted nothing more than to be able to have kids of her own and start a family. This woman, uh, she was married, right, and uh, her husband tried many times to have children, but uh, later on, uh, this woman found out that she uh, would not ever be able to have children of her own, okay, which is uh, heartbreaking news for a woman to hear. I mean, I'm, I can imagine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, both women were left with a choice, okay? The first woman who was pregnant, uh, decided not to abort the baby, okay, even though she did not want it, uh, nor would be able to raise it, Mm. okay? She had it and then decided on the option of adoption and left the baby with a foster family and left uh, never to be seen again, Mm -hmm. okay? The second woman... um, you know, being heartbroken, whatnot, not being able to have children of her own, but still wanting children and knowing she could provide, you know, a healthy and stable home. Uh, she too makes a decision about being open and looking into adoption. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I know we did talk real quickly uh, about the whole uh, adoption thing and whatnot, but. Uh, I know that it's a tough, uh, slippery slope, <laughs> right? So, but um, actually, let, let me get back to the story, and then, and then we'll get back to it. But um, the, uh, the second woman, right? Mm-hmm. She ends up getting information about a baby who's been given up by a woman, right, who decided to put the child up for adoption, you know, being the first woman. Right. So... After an extended process of decisions, uh, the woman who could not have children of her own decides to adopt the four-and-a-half-month-year-old baby uh, that had no future Mm -hmm. and give it a life filled with love and structure. Right. All right. Um, The child since then has grown uh, and been blessed not only to have lived, but lived in such a caring environment. All right. 
Now, just the reason why I share this story is because uh, that baby, uh, that was me, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm super thankful that both women decided uh, on adoption as opposed to abortion because, you know, obviously uh, <laughs> if my biological mother had uh, decided on abortion, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm also super grateful you know, for my real mother, you know, and I call her that because she forever and always will be my mother. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, but I'm grateful that she too chose adoption because her and my father gave me an incredible life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I know uh, many people right now be like, uh, you know, damn, well, Josh, you, you all pro-life, et cetera, et cetera. But that's not, that has nothing to do with what I'm saying. Right, because it's based off of what you're saying, the woman that you're genetically tied to, that you, that birthed you, she didn't even know who the father was. And again, that goes back to if you're being irresponsible, have the kid and figure it out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was grateful that both these women had choices Mm -hmm. okay that's the bottom line and and in my case you know uh thank god that each made the right decision yeah (laughs) you know what i'm saying for sure but like it doesn't i for me it doesn't uh pro-life pro-choice like Mm -hmm. whatever bro i'm the bottom line was the choice yes all right to be able to have that choice um i mean uh, we are going to be wrapping it up here shortly, but um, do you guys, L- Lutina, do you have anything else you'd like to ask us or say in no. regards to all this? No, that's a good story, and that's a good way to show that no matter what you personally feel or what you've personally been through, you mm-hmm. can always give someone their own choice and let it be theirs. Exactly. Like, no matter yeah. what. Like, for- Fortunately for you, they did make that. All those right choices, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. choice is always the top priority in the situation. Yeah, I would definitely agree. And uh, it just seems like it's not, it doesn't seem like it's it's happening that women's rights are being targeted. And it's it's scary because, like I said, what else is going to happen? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just I guess quickly just want to remind everyone that uh, that Pro-choice does not mean pro-abortion, okay? It means that no matter what your personal feelings and beliefs about abortion are, you understand it's not your place to make a decision for another woman. You know, uh, what she does to her body, her decision, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, bottom line, I think... um, no matter what side you're on, which which you agree with, I, I think the bottom line we all need to agree that um, the choice choices are extremely important. Yes, they're yeah. life life changing. So, and if that is being what's or if that is what's being taken away, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then we have a serious problem, and people need to listen. And like I said, put them put yourself in any one of the situations that we talked about today. Yeah. All yeah. right. You need to sympathize because it's it's not it's not just something that's going to go away either. This is something that it, it was it was over like it's staying. It's not going to mm-hmm. go anywhere. Right. This isn't just you know, and I don't mean to um, offend anyone, but this isn't just a shooting where the hype over time is going to die down. Like it's right. not just going to go away or fade into history. It's creating history right now. Mm-hmm. So it's just wild. And it's fucking scary. Yeah, people are going to continue having babies. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <clears throat> so, but um, Lutina, thank you so much for uh, coming on It's All Relative and sharing your story with us. Definitely. No thank you so much. Yeah, we greatly appreciate awesome. that. Um, is there anyone or anything that you want to plug or shout out? Um, You know, all the support and family support that I've always had is what made... My choice is better one. So for sure, my sister-in-law, Tabitha, she has always been like the backbone of making sure I get through my shit and don't just let it all suffocate me. 
So I appreciate her and I appreciate all the women who came before me, who gave me this choice and gave me the voice to be able to share my story and be able to hopefully open up people's eyes. You know, thank you to all those women who stood before me and, you know, all the strong women that we're going to raise to stand after us. Like, it's important and you can do it safely and you can do it realistically without mm-hmm. degrading people yes so with we, a choice yes Facts. and uh, that means you got to tell all of these uh, wonderful ladies to go ahead and listen to the podcast by oh the way. yes for sure <laughs> for sure my teenage my teenage nieces and nephew they are always on their phones and be like hey let's listen to this yeah there you right? go you know, shout out for sure yeah, plug it up um what are some of your social media accounts uh, in case fans want to get at you well, you know, I don't think there's many Lutinas in the world. So, you know, <laughs> I'm sure my name will be spelled somewhere. So if you just type in that name, you can pretty much find me on Facebook or Instagram. That's about it. So, okay. and, you know, they got me on Spotify now. So I don't have to borrow <laughs> my friend's phones to listen to my own podcast. So thank you, for your, <laughs> thank you for your technological help. Always. <laughs> Anytime. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Sarah, you want to hit him with your social? Yeah, definitely. My Instagram is Sarah with two H's underscore Molnar, M-O-L-N-A-R with two R's. And my TikTok is Sarah J. Molnar. And you guys can always find me at Josh underscore Toth3. That's my Instagram. My Facebook is Joshua Toth. Uh, big shout out and thanks to each and every one of you who have listened and helped It's All Relative reach over 2,000 plays. Uh, we love all of you. So, yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, also, a big shout out to uh, Stellar Sound and Media and our editor, Jackson Wallace. Um, the audio message uh, on Anchor. Please leave us a message. Yes, especially with this topic. We, we want to hear feedback and, you know, with all the topics. But this is this is pretty hot right now. So we definitely want to hear feedback, guys. Yeah, we encourage the interaction. Um, and like Sarah had mentioned, this uh this Not topic going away. right this topic is is super important and please i know each and every one of you out there have opinions so um let's talk about it but um i mean even if you want to use the message option to uh shout someone or something out you know um you guys can also uh be haters and send us hate mail sarah yeah. will answer that <laughs> oh absolutely yes you will <laughs> damn sure i was about to say you pro-lifers better uh, watch your tongues <laughs> but um please use the message option on anchor um, Sarah, where can they find us at? All right, find, uh, fans can find us on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, and Google. All right, and uh, once again, uh, us here at It's All Relative, we are open for sponsorships. If you're yes. looking to be sponsored, get at us. We got you. Absolutely. But um, all right, that's a wrap. Lutina, thanks again. Thank you. Yes, thanks for having me. Of course. All right, everyone, stay safe, stay kind, stay proud and powerful, and we'll see everyone soon. Peace. Peace.